Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Bleeding Blue. This is a show about the history of the New York football giants. My name is Justin Pennock alongside my great friend. Ah. I was going to say co-host. I, I don't... No, I'm not that. You're, you're a great friend of mine. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're better friends than, than co-hosts. So. I, I would agree with that. Nikki Snacks, how are you doing, my friend? Good, good, really good. Not really. Um, miserable, tired. Yep. My body hurts. Don't know why. Haven't really drank much lately, so maybe I'm having withdrawals, like Bobby said. That is true. I'm proud of you, though, because you're much sharper. I am. I you're am. much sharper when you when you don't drink. I'm doing this. Yeah, do it. I like to look at you. Yeah, fuck. I it. really like to look at you. Ah, you have wow. such a beautiful face. Your hair's looking good today. Thank you. Thank you. I took my time doing it. Um, what are we talking about today? We're here talking about Super Bowl twenty. Five today, the New York Football Giants defeated the Buffalo Bills by a score of twenty nineteen. Score Jami, Tampa, Florida. Say that again. Score Jami, score Gami. That there you go. Yeah, That's is it. it? I don't know. Nineteen is a weird number. So there were a lot of records that were kind of broken in the Super Bowl for numerous reasons. Yes. Snacks doesn't think it was a thrilling. It game. wasn't. The end was great. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Right, let's just, fight get, about let's this just right get it over. Get it over with now. We're gonna fight about it. The game itself was rather boring. It was a great football game, yes, absolutely. But it was rather boring. I don't care what you say. The Disagree. Giants held the ball, an NFL Super Bowl record, which I... We're, we're, we're almost here, positive. Well, here's our bias. It is a record. How about that? It's a record. 39 minutes, something like that. 42 and a half minutes. Was it 42? Time of possession, yes. I thought it was like 39. So something. when one team has the ball that long... How is it such a good game? There were no there there off the top of my head I could think of two plays that I was like, "Wow." Here's where I very much disagree. Adamantly disagree. Go ahead. I'm right, you're wrong, so it doesn't matter. You watched the wrong. full game. You watched the full yes, game, right? Yes, I did. That's what, so that's what we do when we do like these rewatchables, recaps, whatever we come on, we talk about it. We rewatch it. I also I love rewatching the old games too because, you know, you get to see how football was played and yeah. you know, these are also our football heroes. This is right. Really, they are. This is right. So, your argument for a team holding the ball for, you know, 40 minutes. You just look at the way the Buffalo Bills played the game, which their style was hurry up, tempo, go, 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 go. They literally ran like a no huddle. And the broadcast even said Jim Kelly calls his own plays. So, it's not that 
the Bills just didn't move the ball. It's not that the Bills didn't score. It's just that their way of playing the game was in direct contrast how the Giants played the game. Yeah. Two completely different. So it's not like the Giants' defense. Now, don't get me wrong. The Giants' defense did absolutely kick their ass. And oh, that is also, and that is why I find this game to be so, th- it was, I was really thrilled by the second half rolls around. I was real, I was encapsulated with this game. Is that a word? And, uh, probably and the, not. And the reason why is because it was just a battle on, bo- it was a battle on both sides. Yeah. For the first half, I'm thinking these Giants secondary players, they, a poor Andre Reed, <laughs> he just, every fucking time he's targeted, he just gets harassed. lit up and that was part of the game plan that was part of the game plan that Belichick had of kind of just we're gonna let Thurman Thomas kind of run around the yard which he did but we're gonna prevent the big play and really the only big play that was there was a 60 something yard play yeah and it was that's kind of like a a fluky play right it just landed in the guy's hands it was you know good good really good throw by Kelly great catch by Lofton to get it off the Get it off the tip from the from the Giants fender, but that was it. You know that sixty yard play. Sc- they didn't score a touchdown that drive either. No, they did not. They, they did, did not. not. And that's huge. That that's huge. huge. We'll get to that because that ball, that pass, that they were on like the three yard line. Yeah. So the Giants secondary players and defense players, they were just beating the shit out of these skill position yeah, players, they were. really hitting them. And then in the second half, I'm making a note of like, oh my god, you know these Bills defenders, they're they're swarming to the football. Mark Bavaro was even. Heard at one point, came out for a play, came in the next, came back in for the next one. Psycho. Jeff Hostetler, who was going to get an award, uh, was getting beat and battered all game. Now, I do think he was playing hurt. If I remember back from America's game, he was playing hurt. Yes, and it's funny. So, Jeff Hostetler absolutely got his ass kicked from the opening drive to the last drive. And um, his backup was actually at one point warming up because he, Hostetler was on the ground for a while. Uh, in the first half, and, and the backup quarterback more looked like, more looked more like a punter. Than yes, a, he did. He did not look like a quarterback. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hostetler, he, he was a tough son of a bitch, man. He, he kind of reminded me of Eli getting assaulted in San Fran in the yeah. 2011 NFC Championship game. But uh, just a very overall crazy, crazy uh, event. Like just him, I, I felt bad. They showed his parents. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give the. Um, What's 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 the award that I'm giving here, snacks? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the take a shot for every time award. Uh huh. And take a shot for every time that Jeff Hostetler looked like he was about to die. Yeah, you'd and be then, hammered. And then they did show, they did show his parents, and they didn't. I couldn't really read their faces, but I'm like, they're definitely thinking that their son is not they coming were, home tonight. They were horrified, <laughs> horrified. And Hostetler at the end of the game, I think Big Blue VCR. Uh, Tweeted this out. Shout out Big Blue VCR. But um, am I mistaken that in the post-game like, interview, Hosteller all but admitted to having a concussion? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, 100%. Definitely. Without Definitely. a doubt. Yeah, but the, the fact that he like admitted it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you can't do that now. Or else no, the, I saw the, saying, the right. NFL will sue, sue the yeah. Giants or probably, They'll like probably that. murder the player. Yeah. 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 Take him out. CTE. So you don't have a future lawsuit. Yeah. I have CTE. You do? Well. Yeah. And you're going to be jumping through tables this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're the we're the New York Bills now. So yeah. I promised if we got Dable and and Shane and and everybody, I will start going through tables. And, and if you can't read between the lines, that's why we're doing Super Bowl 25. Correct, because we are the Bills South. So you guys didn't understand that, did you? No, I, definitely not. wasn't Wasn't definitely, definitely right there, not. right there in their face. Maybe Tudo did. 
Tudo's Tudo's very wise. He's He's sharp. He's watching with his rugby guys right now. Yeah, yeah. Take take a shot for us, Tudo. But that's such a you you don't realize how bad of a take that is to say that this game was boring. All right, it wasn't boring, but the excitement level was not. Man, come on! It's a classic, classic football game. No question. That's not my argument. I went on a I went on a CBS Sports article, and um, I forget who wrote, but it was it was written it was written. Roten. Roten. February 10th, 2022, about ranking the best Super Bowls of all time. is ranked number five. Oh, yeah, and that makes sense. But you just said it was a boring game. Okay, maybe boring is not the right word, but you're talking about it as like it, it was this electrifying football game. Electrifying. It's you, you know football. It was, yeah, I agree. It's quintessential that's, football. That's my kind of football, too. I love it. But from the outsider's eye, if you're not a Giants fan, you're not a Bills fan, you're just a football fan that you likes football... That probably is not your style. When I think of exhilarating in my lifetime, you know what I think of? The Panthers-Patriots. That Super Bowl, back and forth, right. back well, and forth. Scoring points. Okay, yeah, but there was also big explosive plays. Right, and and so it's and almost like me, what I, I said. And, okay, exi- boring is not the right word. Maybe exhilarating. It's almost what I said last week about how, why and how I fell in love with the game of football is because of 2011 Eli Manning slinging the ball around the yard. Yeah. This game is literally the exact opposite of that. But it's also like I was watching it being like that. I'm almost more impressed by teams that can do what the Giants did against such explosive teams, because that's that's that is the honestly the best way to win in football is producing the big plays, scoring points. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, a team that scores more points in a day that wins. Right. That's doesn't usually matter. the end goal. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's 38, 35 or if it's 38, nothing, you know, uh-huh. it, it's just if you score more points, that's so. usually the winner. Yeah, correct. I I find it to be way more impressive that the fact that the Giants did it how they did it. There was a the line was my Bills minus six minus and a half. Six and a half, yeah. Minus and six and a half. The Giants were no uh, slouch either in the regular season. No, they went 12, 12 and four. I think thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Yeah, they were a very good football team. Yeah, and I guess the 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 Sims injury maybe that inflated the line yeah. to the Bills. I mean, also the Bills scored, and this is you know we can talk more crazy. about the yeah. you know the Bills roster now. Um, they scored 44 points and 51 points respectively in their two playoff games. Mind-boggling. And the Giants scored. They kicked the Bears' ass. Yes, and then they scored 15, 15 against the, against the, the 49ers. Yeah. So I guess you know Vegas is looking at it as like we're the Bills are just on fire. Maybe in 1991, Vegas didn't know that defense wins championships. Which just is, like just like the Bengals won yesterday. Call him a shot. Wow. Yeah. Don't yeah. think that's going to happen. Yeah, they won. They won? Yeah, this is going on right now. The Super Bowl was yesterday, and the Bengals won. All right. Guess he didn't watch. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. Unbelievable. Three Hall of Famers on the offense side of the ball. Kent Hull. Kent Hull. Center, right? Was an all-pro center yeah. for them. And then Bruce Smith was a Hall of Famer on the defense side yep. of the ball, too. Yep. I mean, and just an insane, insane yeah, it's, football it, I was team. saying before we started recording, um, that Buffalo Bills team, that core has to be one of the biggest what-ifs in NFL history. They, they made did, four Super Bowls and didn't win one. They didn't get one. And they have all those Hall of Famers. That's crazy to me. Then you look at a team like, I, I know we, we talk about it at, at nauseum, and we did last week, but then you look at a team like the 2011 Giants, and they beat the, the greatest dynasty in football. Yep. But Andre Reid, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, that core of players didn't win them one Super Bowl. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy to me. It's almost as haunting as 13 seconds. Oh, my God. Did you see that there was some reporter from USA Today Sports? She seems really nice, and I kind of like laughed at it first, but it's so fucked up. She's single? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, she she doesn't have a gazillion followers, so maybe mm. you have your shot. Yeah. 
she was at Radio Row for the Super Bowl, and Josh Allen was apparently making the rounds. And Quarterback Josh Allen. Yeah, quarterback Josh Allen. Not the pass rusher. No. Who we should have drafted. Anyway, go ahead. And she was like, can we take... Can we have a thirteen? Can we have a moment of silence? And then Josh sounds like thirteen seconds, uh-huh. and she's like, "Yes." And I don't know what the context was because that was just the clip that was tweeted. But that's like fucked up. That is fucked up. But you know what? Good for Josh Allen for uh, he's been a, he's been a good sport. A good sport. About and and you know what? Good for the Chiefs too. Uh, I read that um, Chiefs fans like donated like close to a quarter million dollars. Clem the, did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Clem, that's right. Yes, Clem started. Well, yep. Clem did it because we took we took basically everything that they had good going <laughs> yes, on there. Yes, we so. took Shane. We took Dable. <laughs> yeah. Um, Attach it to hip, but yeah, a lot of Bill stuff. So, uh, yeah, just again, my point that blows me away that they did not win yeah. one Super Bowl. Over four. Ray Bentley is one of the scariest motherfuckers I've ever he seen in my is. life with that eye black. Yeah, he's a nightmare, and he had the neck roll, and he had the old school face mask with the mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, the bar and the yeah, he's a he's a scary dude. I wouldn't want to be in a fight with him. Speaking of bar, oh Matt Bar, Matt Bar, he. <laughs> I mean, it might not have been a touchdown, but the opening kickoff, he leveled the kick return. It would have been a huge return. It would have been huge. And, you know, I, at first I thought, because I, I watch, you know, you watch the game today and, you know, it, the, it, the ball's moved up, what, five, ten yards from where yeah. it used to be? Yep, yep. So, you know, you see all these kicks and they're catching them at the nine, ten yard line. They're like, those, yeah. are, those are bad kicks, but I guess they're not. They, they're not. they weren't bad kicks. The field goal kickers, that are, you know, the legs weren't as stronger. You know, Matt Barr's longest from that year was like 49 yards, which comes into play down the line. Scott Norwood, yep. Yep. They said something about they on the broadcast when we get to Which it. Which that's huge. Yep. That's yep. huge. But mm-hmm. even like there was a fourth down decisions that the fourth down decision that the Giants had in the second half. They punted. Where it was fourth and two. No, they went for it. No. Oh, with, oh with, I'm, uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Buffalo because I wanted to get to that. Right, yeah. yeah. So it was it was like a fifty four yard field goal. I'm like, oh right. maybe maybe do you maybe do you kick that field goal, Bill? No, he went for it fourth and two because Matt Barr's longest of that year was forty nine yards crazy. in nineteen ninety. But he makes that awesome opening tackle and it yeah. was an insane, insane tackle. It really was. Like he 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 single bar face. Thro- yeah, single bar. <laughs> and Al Michaels, I think it was Al Michaels, maybe it's Dan Deardroff. He goes, uh he said, Matt Barr considers himself an athlete, not just a kicker. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and look at that play, just watch the opening kickoff. Yep. He levels the guy. Legit levels, levels him. him. Yeah. It's awesome. And speaking of which, uh, we didn't get to it, but Whitney Houston's national anthem, the yep. greatest ever. That was this game. So, rest in peace. She's dead, right? Yeah, she is peace. She, she is peace. peace. Yeah. She is peace. I can't speak today. Peace, 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 peace. Whitney Houston's national anthem was the national anthem that played every game before my Pop Warner game in Port Reading. Really? Yeah. That's I cool. Feel, I feel like that was a, was that not a common thing? They just used, like, if you were to use just a sample national anthem before... Whitney Houston's the one. Like, you just go to the Whitney Houston we, one. We, we use hers for our fantasy draft. We do it before, we you know, everything, we, we use hers. Uh, my high school band did the national anthem. Yeah, I mean, if you have a high school band, it's different, but if you don't have a band... You didn't have then, a band? Well, I'm talking about Port Reading, Pop Warner. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. so that's gotcha. so that's what we did the, gotcha. the national anthem with. You probably sucked at football. No, I was I was good. I was very I was a very good technique player. I didn't have that mean streak in me. Surprise! I feel like that's that's a shock. I didn't have that mean streak that in me. Doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, I was I was very, I was very good in shorts, as as they as they like to say. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. I'm done. Very good in shorts. You can do the rest of the episode. I'm done. Hmm. By the way, real quick, if you're wondering about our setup today, yeah, I'm getting rid of this. We are in Clark, New Jersey. Sure, just dox me and where I live. Shit, I didn't think of that. That's all right. Julian, you can edit that out. Just, like, bleep it where we are. No, I don't care. 
I mean, Clark's a big town. They're not going to find you. Shit, I give my address away to people. You do give your address away to people. You, you want give, my address, DM me. You give it away too often. You want to fight people. All right, what do we want to? What do we want to talk about? Where do we want to go? I want to talk about my shithead award real quick. Let's let's talk about your shithead. It's not so much what they didn't do, mm-hmm. what he didn't do. He was just a non-factor. Lawrence Taylor. Wow. I know this is when sad. you when you said non-factor. That's I'm like, all right, I get it now. He was a non-factor. He had one tackle. And he also had one play where he almost had a strip sack. And it's yes. just so... It, so this is the... Uh, we talk about the aura and the allure of Lawrence Taylor a lot on the show. That's kinda, why I, I, this dating, was going to be controversial. Dating back to last offseason. And I don't think there's anybody else, possibly in NFL history, okay. where the stadium gasp. Like, there was a collective like... <gasps> When yeah. he was ready to strip Jim Kelly in the fourth quarter, yeah, it would have been yeah, that would have been game where it was like, and then you heard the letdown when Jim Kelly steps up in the pocket and escapes the pocket. Yeah. Oh, yep, it was it was I've never heard that before of any football it's player. Crazy, it just goes to show you that people legitimate. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, of course, but even just overall, people paid to see Lawrence Taylor yeah. play uh, play in person. He was that crazy, and but he was just listen. He was just a non-factor. I'm not like criticizing or anything. It's a shithead, maybe a strong word. But he's the greatest football player of all time. He didn't do anything. So, sorry. Call, I call it like I see it. Yeah, the game plan wasn't necessarily to get, like, L- I don't think the game plan was to get LT going. No, 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 no. no. You know what I mean? I, I don't even think Buffalo, like, did anything extravagant to, like, stop him either. From, yeah. what, from what, I mean, of course I they had a game looking plan for LT, but. Like, I was looking at Bruce Smith on when the Giants were on offense yeah, yeah. and how Jumbo Elliott, when he was 1v1, did a relatively good Jumbo job. Elliott, yeah. But also the Giants did also a really good job of having running back help and pass pro, tight end help at times. I know Howard Cross and Mark Bavara were, were very involved in the game. And then also with guard help, too, yep. on those on those pass plays. He was getting doubled a lot. But when Jumbo, there were certain plays where the broadcast did a good job of kind of showing, like, uh, you know, I remember David Deal versus Demarcus Ware. Yep. You know, and anytime there's a premier pass rusher during Sunday Night Football, they would show like, "All right, here, it's here's a, what this yeah. edge rusher is doing." And they did the same thing with yeah. Jumbo Elliott here. And there was a couple even when a run play where Jumbo Elliott's kicking the shit out of Bruce Smith, and it's a really good rep. So there was there was, Hall of Famer. Yeah, and they they held him in check except one play, the safety, the safety. And there's a big point about that because Bruce Smith comes around the edge and he grabs Hostetler's hand that had the ball in it. Mm-hmm. It was this close from being a touchdown as opposed mm. to the safety. So Hostetler, concussed and broken, beaten, battered. The fact that he had the wherewithal to hold on to that football in the end zone, he gets my game ball. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that, is, that is the play of the game. If it's you the kind play of, of the game. If they score it. that touchdown, Giants probably don't win. Yeah. You know, it, it was just, two points is a lot less than seven. It's second play, second biggest play of the game. Yeah, probably. Because I'm going to talk about who gets my game ball. Scott Norwood. No. <laughs> Disagree. Even though, yeah, he would be a close second for me. Oh, I, I know what you're going to say. Say it. Say it. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Third and 13. Big play. Giants are in the middle of the longest drive in Super Bowl history, at yeah. least at the time. At I the have, time. I have a feeling the Patriots topped it. I think it. so. Against us. I, I have a feeling the Patriots topped it in We're in not fact-checking though. No, because we're a Giants history podcast, and yeah. we want to promote the Giants. Yep. Fuck you guys. Not, not the listeners and viewers. The world. No, the world, yeah. Talking Giants versus the world. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have a Talking Giants versus the world sticker. Yeah. Well. Here's a magnet. Throw it out. Here's a bleeding. Here's two bleeding blue stickers. Oh. Chris sh- shout out Chris Mickle. Yeah. Chris Mickle. 
Shout we got, out we gotta Chris get, Nickel. We got to get like formal Bleeding Blue stickers. Those are really nice, though. I they like are those. nice. They're beautiful. Really I have nice. it right up. You see that candle right there? Oh, don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I see it. All right, yeah. That's, so that's where that Bleeding Mine's Blue sticker is. Mine's on my laptop. Love it. Yes. Thank you, Chris Mickle. Third and 13. And in my opinion, it's Steve Smith and Mark Ingram that have the, ah. two, the two most important third down conversions in franchise history. Mm-hmm. But no doubt this one does take the cake. Mark Ingram, 14-yard catch on third and 13. Made four guys miss on a crossing route where he caught the ball over the middle of the field. Crazy play. And then he kind of just dives forward. Guys grab it onto his ankle, dives forward for that first down. Um, Bavaro has a holding call during that drive. Giants don't do anything on first or second down. Uh, House Statler has a play where I think he kind of scrambles up the middle, doesn't really go anywhere. And then, boom, it's Ingram that, that yeah. makes that. And he caught the ball well before the first down. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would say, what, seven yards? Yeah. Eight yards, maybe? So yeah. he so. had to go those extra six yards dodging four guys. Yeah, it was a, it was an unbelievable, strong, crazy, amazing play. Yeah. That You know what? Good on you for that game, ball. It's a good one. But you want to know what happens before that play, mm. shortly before that play, mm. in the same drive? Mm. One of your favorite moments in franchise history. Oh, oh. Was it the... Yeah. It was the... Uh, it was yeah, the, it was that drive, yeah. It was the... What What did I call it? I called it the the forearm uppercut is what uppercut, the is yeah. what they called it yeah. on the broadcast. Gave that forearm uppercut to, to end the play on it. It was a 24-yard run um, from the Giants 47. Huge hole. Yeah. Al Michaels dropped the line. Is he 34 or 24? Because Thurman Thomas, Hall of Famer, is on yep. the other and side. And that's how he ran. Uh, I found that to be very funny and very yeah, Al, good. Al Michaels is the GOAT. This was the Otis Anderson practice pants postseason run. Oh, is it? Do you do you remember that story? I remember the story. Yeah, but I. Wow. Okay. So during the Bears game, huh. Keith Hamilton. Keith Hamilton. The Hammer. No, not him. Rodney Hampton. <laughs> Rodney Hampton. Rodney. Hampton. Yes, Rodney not, Hampton. Not, not not Keith Hamilton. Rodney. <laughs> you can't speak today. Hampton. I said Hamilton, right? Yeah. God damn it. We're a fucking Giants history podcast, and you can't even get the guys' names right. Rodney Hampton is starting running back for this year. You know, there's you know the two yes. he- the two headed monster. Yes. I mean, even Maggett was involved uh, throughout. Maggett, Maggett, Dave Maggett was involved throughout the throughout the season as well. Oh my God, Hampton breaks his leg against the Bears, and Anderson realizes that during that playoff game that he has practice pants on. Yes, and it's he hysterical. doesn't he doesn't have time to change them. Nope. So then. He's got to play the game in those practice pants. They win. Bill says, "Don't change those fucking." Yeah, pants. yeah. It's, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like me. I don't change. The Giants win. I keep everything the same. It's true. Next week. True. That's that's a great story though. Yeah, and you could literally tell. Yeah, it, it, it was a difference. Yeah. Um, like he's not wearing the same. But no. They're like baggier and they're dirty, and everybody else has like those clear white pants. So um, that was the Otis Anderson uh, practice pants playoff. Yep, run. and he was uh, Super Bowl MVP. He I was. think I think well deserved too. Yeah, because Hostetler, Hostetler had a solid game. He's also very athletic. I didn't really realize how Hostel, how athletic Hostetler was. Yeah, uh, I mean, he kind of had to be. Yes. wasn't the best thrower of the ball. No, I was <laughs> just going to bring that up. He missed <laughs> a lot of open receivers, a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he did his job, and um, you know what? Now I think about it, it was a good game. It yeah. just it wasn't exactly. That was one of your worst. Takes. I really don't think it's that bad you of a take. Said, no, because you said the word I boring. I said the word boring, but I... I, I and you're walking back I on walked it. back boring. Because it's such a... It, it, 
All right, so let's even just talk about like this drive up, and again, quintessential football, yes. quintessential football about you know how you know how it used to be played, and you know people want to say the good old days of defense, time of possession, controlling the clock. Yeah, it's so tough to do, but the Giants fucking did it to a T against a team that does everything the opposite of what they were doing, and right. that's why it was so awesome. So Otis Anderson had that twenty-four yard run, but took the Giants five plays to get to midfield. Then the 24-yard run happens, and you're like, okay, a score is going to happen soon, right? You would think. They ran eight plays between the Buffalo 34-yard line, the Giants did, on that long nine-minute drive. They ran eight plays between the Buffalo 34-yard line when they scored, and they didn't even go for it on fourth down. It's crazy. They didn't even go for it on fourth down. It's just crazy. And the third and 13 play is is kind of stamped in, in the middle of that as well. Yeah. Holding call, you know, makes it another, you know, makes it another play as too. Um what yeah. kind of drive was that? What do you mean? It was, a, so it was a scoring drive. Is it presented by somebody? Do we have a sponsor? You are so off your game. I am off my... Well, you're not drinking, so you're on your I'm game. I'm on my game. I'm not drinking. All right, tell me about it. It was a championship drive. Ah! You stupid... Drive ends in an OJ one-yard touchdown. The color commentator, I believe it's Deardoff. Dan Deardoff, yeah. Dan Deardoff. Hall of Famer. Goes, this is a I championship think. drive. Yep. This is a Super Bowl drive. Um, Giants held the ball for almost 14 minutes of game time straight through goes from the last kind of four minutes of the first half. Yeah. And then they get the kickoff, the ensuing second half kickoff. The nine minutes straight yep. in the third quarter. Crazy. And that was the longest drive. That nine minute drive to start the second I also half. Wanna, I want to shout out, because uh, we talk about Bill Belichick all the time and how yeah. amazing his defensive game plan was. And it is. Absolutely. Why don't we give some credit to the offensive coordinator too? Ron Earnhardt. It's Earhart. Earhart. It's first e- time I'm correcting you. E-R- H A R D T. Earhart. Earhart Perkins like system. Whatever. That's what the that's what Brian Dable runs, yeah. actually. Oh f- well, we're fucked. <laughs> but uh why don't we give him some credit? Yeah. He had a limited quarterback. He made it work. They had a game plan to keep those scumbags off the field, and they executed it to perfection. Yeah. So shout out Ron. Since we've never talked about you ever, we should. So second half is more exciting than the first half. That's kind of why I'm yes, going like that through, is for sure. I'm for going sure. through some notes of the second half. First half, it was like I said, it was puni- It was just punishing plays boring. of punishing plays of the Giants just killing Andre Reid. That's yes, boring. Much, yes. All right. Following drive, Leonard Marshall gets a sack on a third and eighteen to force a punt. Giants only sack of the game, by the way. And man, was Leonard Marshall clutch during the postseason? Yes, he was three sacks. Total in each of the Giants' postseason runs that they went to went, that they went on to win Super Bowls in. So I'm going to give another award. Mm. Okay, the Spider Man Meme Award. Ah, can you tell me about that meme? Yeah, it's when the Spider Man is pointing at the other Spider Man who's pointing back at him. Yes, the same fucking thing. I told you who was getting the award before the show, so I'm not going to ask you who's going to get no, it. No, I know who it is. So Justin Tuck and Leonard Marshall. Boom. They get the Spider Man Meme Award. Yup. Why? Because they had very similar clutch moments in the playoffs and yeah. the Super Bowl. And, you know, we know what Justin Tuck did. Now we're telling you what Leonard Marshall did, if you weren't alive to see it like us. So, I like this award a lot. I this also feel good. like they have very similar careers. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. They're not, like, Hall of Fame dominant players, but they were as rock solid as you could possibly be. Yeah. Now, stupid question. Is Leonard Marshall in the Ring of Honor? 
Yes. He is, right? Has, has I, to be. He yeah. has to be, yeah. I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. He has, like, almost 20 more sacks more than Justin Tuck does. Yeah, but like we were saying, there's a lot more sacks. In, in a game that there was a lot more sacks, but still, I mean, just the Quarterbacks, fact that... Quarterbacks, when Tuck was here, they got the ball out a lot quicker. And... No, in a, in a defense with Lawrence Taylor. You know, yeah, You, you, you got to share sacks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and Leonard Marshall certainly had some really awesome clutch moments. And, and Justin Tuck, too. Justin yeah. Cluck. Um, Justin Cluck. Cluck? <laughs> Justin Cluck. <laughs> oh. Here we go. It's really clutch moments in the postseason. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm pointing back there, but probably because there's, there's maybe a graphic you behind cl- me. You got a clock back there? There's a, there's a graphic behind me. Oh, my One God. of my favorite graphics is detailing uh, Justin Tuck's, I think, just solely his Super Bowl numbers yeah. in the two games that he played. Yeah, our argument could be made that he was MVP of both games. Yeah, and it sucks that Super Bowl 46, they don't count the safety as a sack. Yeah, that's bullshit. He also had another sack in that game. Yeah. Or you Again, you can make an argument. I think... More or less in 46 than 42 that he could have been the MVP. But Eli, yeah, Eli yeah. did have a much better game in 46 than 42. Nah, Eli, Eli deserved so, it both times. So it's, it's yeah. not it's not whatever. I have one more award. You have uh, one more award. you're not done. No, and then uh, we're just going to wrap up with the, yeah, some, I, I, some I, other stuff in the fourth quarter. Yes, I want to give my Muggsy Bogues. Oh, Muggsy Bogues. Is that, am I saying his name? Sure. You remember him, Muggsy Bogues? No, tell me about him. He was like five foot three and played in the NBA. Yeah. Midget. Love it. Midget. And I'm giving it to Dave Meggett because he was pretty short. And he was fun to watch. He actually yes. had a very underrated game with the punt returns, kick returns. Um, he only carried the ball nine times, but at 48 yards. Efficient. And, and he had uh, he had two very big receptions. Yep. So One of them was on a third down, like a third yep. and six, yep. where he broke so some I tackles. Wanted, I wanted to shout out Dave Meggett. Yeah. Muggsy Bogues Award, midget. I think he was I think he was talked a lot in the the No Medals for Trying book. Um, Dave Meggett? From 1989, yeah. Un- he was underrated like this, player. This young kind of up-and-coming guy that the Giants like, and they can use him in a couple different ways. Yeah, well, they so. were saying on the broadcast how much Parcells loved him. So. Yeah. Yes, so I, that does not surprise me that they, you know, they talked a lot about him yes. in that yep. No Medals for Trying book. Okay. Let's get to that fourth quarter. Giants get the ball back. They have a fourth and two at the Buffalo 35-yard line. Matt Bars, long in 1990, was 49 yards. Don't think it was smart to kick a 52-yard field goal. No, probably not. 54. Probably not. Um, but that was a clear go decision, right, from the yeah. Buffalo 35. Yeah. What, are you going to punt it if it's a touchback? It's a 15-yard. Net gain, right. Net gain. So it was just a bad execution on that. Mark Bavaro, I think, was supposed to block Bruce Smith, and Bruce Smith makes a tackle on Otis Anderson on that fourth and two. Mm-hmm. That was a nice tackle. Thurman Thomas, after that fourth down, because then, it, it, oh, oh, momentum could be switching again, because momentum was clear on that giant side, where yes. they just hold the ball for basically they, they, a quarter straight. Yeah, and they pretty much had momentum all game. So, But Thurman Thomas gets a 31-yard touchdown, Shows why he is Thurman Thomas. Yes, very like, good player. That was a much more impressive run than that Otis Anderson run yes. where he just gives the you know the forearm at the end. But you know Thurman Thomas breaks a couple tackles and he shows off like beautiful combination of speed and power that yep. he had. He was unbelievable. It was it was awesome. And, so, and he missed a couple plays in the first half. The Giants were beating him up so yep. bad, but he made him pay in the fourth quarter. Buffalo leads by two, 19 to seventeen at the start of the fourth quarter. Scoregami. Giants have a six-plus-minute drive, which is, again, huge. It's following a Buffalo score, so you're keeping that fast-paced tempo offense off the field. And then when they have to come on the field, they have to find kind of their, their tempo rhythm. again. Yep. And the Giants' defense is also just rested, and they're ready to go. Matt Barr caps off a drive with what would be the game-winning field goal. Giants lead by one. one. So fast-forward to the last drive of the game because there's two drives. There's two yes, drives that yes, happen. But, but there's really nothing of note there. Just, you so. know, football, high, you know, high-intensity football that's played in the, in the fourth quarter. So the Bills start the final drive with around, two, with around two minutes left. And the broadcast shows the stat of Scott Norwood only being one for five 
on field goals of 40-plus yards in his career on grass On grass, fields, yep, yep. Which I found that to be such an awesome, like, stat. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to, like, think to myself, okay, if I was alive and seeing that stat, I mean, I, I would probably be throwing up before that, before yeah. seeing it, but then seeing that, do I feel a little bit better? I would, I would say no. I'm like, okay, he's due. <laughs> you know, he's due. Yeah. He's due to hit one. If you're a Bills fan, you're thinking, why the fuck did you just jinx us? Right, right. Or no, maybe, well, jinx, no, jinx would be if he's five for five. Yes, jinx. No, why Why would you maybe torment? No. Bills fans, you're thinking, why put that out in the ether? Like, why just say that? Giants fans, you're thinking, okay, now you're going to jinx us because he's right, going to make right. this. He's, he's going to make it. Yes, he's due. Yeah. He's due. But, but I, they, Michaels did say, he goes, I don't know if he has the range when he went to go kick it. Right. He had the range. Right. He it, just, was, it was accuracy. That was, that, was, that was the issue. Went right. So they put that out into the ether. It took the Bills until this drive to convert a third down in this game. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't thinking about because also you don't have the, the scoreboard at the bottom of the screen. That was another point I wanted to make. Imagine watching a football game not knowing the time and score at all times. I think you really you really, you got to pay attention to it more. Oh yeah, no. I, I, you can watch a football game right now, and this is with a lot of sporting events. You can watch any sporting event now and just be on cruise control. Oh yeah, you could sit there on your phone all the time if you wanted. Yeah, and know, and know what's really, happening because what, yeah. you have the graphics in front of you, and right. you know, oh, you have the score, you have the time. They didn't you have got that the timeouts. Shit. You got everything. Yeah, everything. Challenges. Everything. Yeah, it's it's so. stupid. So. Took the Bills until they strive to convert a third down in this game. But I also think that's part of the philosophy of what kind of Bill... Again, Bill Belichick, maybe what he's thinking is, I'm not going to stress stopping this team on third down because they probably... When when the Bills were fucked, it's because they're throwing incomplete passes and they're in third and longs. Yes. And then that's an opportunity that the Giants can pounce and then you just make the play in front of you. Right. Don't... Let's not allow anything to get behind us. Nope. And if they have a third and short... Then Bill's like, all right, again, I'm going to stick to my plan and just keep everything in front of me. Yep. You know, bend, bend, but, bend don't, but break. don't break. Yep. Bend, but don't break. And that was one of the earliest, you know, he is, concepts of that. He is a defensive genius. Jim Kelly found himself running for gains since they were really only rushing three that drive. That yeah. entire drive, the Giants were only rushing three. And, said, and, he goes, and there's here, no pressure. This is unbelievable. You heard yeah. the broadcast saying, like, why, why aren't they bringing more guys? Right. Why aren't they bringing more guys? But what happened you know, like, is. They dropped eight. Jim Kelly running for six, seven yards, eight yards. Kept the clock That's moving. not going to kill you. No, it's not. And it kept the clock moving. Kept the clock moving, which I feel like you definitely take that. See, and, and Bilicek must have known, too. That he's like, okay, Norwood's, Norwood's foot isn't reliable. Yeah. We, you know, if, we, if they get to the 30-yard line, we still are okay. Or at least, you know, so we're, we, don't let him get to the 15. So yep. nothing behind you. And he stuck to that plan the whole goddamn game. So... That, that went a, right. That was a really good throw. It was. Wide right. So we get to, what's 47-yard field goal? Is that the Bills? We have to do quick math. Uh, what's, 40. what's 47 minus no, no, 17? No, no, it's, uh, it's 30. 30-yard 30. 30 line. Shit, I said, look at me. I just said that. Wow. Fucking sharp, baby. We're at the Bills 30-yard line. Yep. Looks like snap's good. Looks like hold's good. Everything, the, the exchange, everything looks good. Wide right. Wide right. Now, I wish the happy ref, who we didn't mention. Damn it. I think you tweeted it from the Bleeding Blue account. Go check it out on Twitter. What's his name? Jimmy Seaman? Something like that. Jimmy Seaman. It's definitely Seaman is his last name. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> he is so happy when he's, like, making the, the field goal. Like, it's good. Every time. He's, like, beaming with light. I wish they showed him beaming with light when he was going no good. No good. Yeah. 
Uh, Julian will put that up. There you go. Giants are now two-time Super Bowl champions. Twice. We are on top of the mountain. Yep. Bill Parcells, God. Lawrence Taylor's legacy, Bill Belichick's legacy Cemented. as a defense coordinator with the Giants. Yeah, shout out Tom Coughlin, too, wide receivers coach on this team. Even Phil Simms. Nah, fuck Phil. Even Phil Simms. You know, he played most of the regular season. He did. Jeff Hostetler is now a hero. Yep. Great stash. Otis Anderson is a hero. Yep. Giants lore forever. And that is an episode. What's more to say? That was good stuff. Yes, very good. All right, we will see you next week. Next week is our Joe Morris interview. Yes, very exciting. Joe Morris interview filmed it at the Meadowlands Diner. So that'll be the second half of the show. And then the first half of the show is going to be a Snacks Pantry. That's right. Of top five, your favorite top five plays by a running running back. back. So receiving or rushing. So you guys have a week to do some homework. Yep. So what are what are some of your favorite plays by a running back? That'll be the first time. Remember, remember, remember. Sorry. It's okay. It's what I've seen with these two eyes. Again, I was born in 1993. Yeah. So cut me some fucking slack. All right. We will see you next week. Keep on bleeding blue. Until then, and snacks. Fuck Tiki Barber. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.